Hey everybody, we've uh, we've got GDR owner, team owner Derek Schuster on the phone here. I mean, uh, we've got quite a few things to talk about. We meant to do one of these actually while we were in Italy at the Motocross of Nations, just to talk about a few interesting things that uh, kind of some things that Derek pointed out too that uh, that we'll definitely touch on here too. But of course, we all know the exciting part about Dylan Wright heading to Europe. So um, Derek came in. Thank you very much for finally uh, getting together with me here and uh, having this little chat. Yeah, no worries. Really excited to chat about it. Yeah, yeah. So again, like I said, there, um, we were well. Obviously, we traveled. We were we were travel buddies there, uh, going over to Italy. So for starters, that was pretty fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, obviously for that trip, it was last minute for both of us. So <laughs> it's, it's always nice when you're doing last minute and end up having somebody that you can travel with. Obviously, we had a couple long travel days there, so it's good to uh, <laughs> not have to do it by yourself. Yeah, for sure. No, it was good. You thought you were last minute, and I was even. I out. I out last minuted you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought I was doing a late, and freaking you booked a, a day after me still. So, um, yeah, it yeah. worked out. Yeah, things weren't getting cheaper. So, big thanks to uh, Team Canada, <laughs> and I'm gonna throw out uh, Cobb Mountain Sports and Callus Moto in there too. So, thanks to those guys for actually making that uh, come together. So, we were able to get some pretty fun coverage of the whole trip and experience and stuff. But, of course, we'll talk about that. But let's kind of let's back it up here, man. I mean. Um, you are now the team owner of, uh, you know, two-time and defending 450 MX champ and 250 champ and all that kind of stuff. So, for starters, congrats on that. And, I mean, how are things uh, progressing at, uh, you know, the GDR Honda Fox team? Thank you. Yeah, it's been good. Um, Dylan's had a quite impressive few years here. Um, three championships in a row, his 250 championship, and then these past two seasons with the 450, which for us, that 450 class is super important. And... Um, you know, Colton with him retiring, the team had some big shoes to fill, and you know, it's it's pretty tough to just think that you're going to be able to do it seamlessly. But I feel like Dylan's kind of done that as seamlessly as you can get. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and I mean, well, again, I don't want to jump ahead of myself here too, but I'd ask you this too. I mean, it, you see this around; it happens, of course. You are not only a team owner, you are a track owner. And you know what I mean, and and you run a national event. I mean, what uh, talk about? I mean, wearing so many hats, and is this uh, you know race on Sunday, sell bikes on Monday? Like, is it all? Does it all make sense that way, or is it just a labor of love? Or you know what I mean? Like, you kind of have your hands in everything. Um, I'm going to say first and foremost is probably a labor of love. Um, on the racing side of things, for myself, I just I really enjoy racing and. Uh, that whole aspect so I, I think that's why you could say that myself and most of the guys girls involved with the team um, would all feel that way um, my wife Carrie she'd feel the same way uh, for us we we're all just passionate about racing that's why we want to do it but that being said I do think that a bunch of it definitely ties together between the businesses and that kind of thing um, so that's always nice too and uh, yeah we I'd say the main thing is we just we're really passionate about racing and and love the sport and um, motocross is important to us here in Canada and I feel that by wearing a few different hats and supporting the different initiatives that we do um, I think um, we're just helping the sport grow. All right. Okay. Now, now uh, another thing I want to touch on quickly too while we've got you is uh, I remember showing up at uh, at the Gopher Dunes track. We used to call it track singular almost, but. Uh, this year and man the stuff that you have done there and I'm, I'm curious what is the future goal like are we looking for uh 
you know, having full on people there? Are you going to have uh, hookups for trailers eventually? What what's the goal there? I mean, I mean, now you've obviously got the GP track, the sand track, the trails, the back track, the kids track. The, I mean, what's uh, where are we headed here? <laughs> I don't even know where to tell you exactly where headed. Um, I don't even know if I know that myself, <laughs> but um, I don't know if there's a singular goal that we're headed towards. But I, I think the main thing is just having a place that offers a little bit of everything when it comes to riding dirt bikes, uh, which is why we have different tracks now and the trails and, and all that type of stuff. And yeah, you mentioned hookups there. That is one of our uh, goals here in the near future. I don't know exactly when, but um, camping seems to be more and more of a popular thing for dirt bike races. More and more people have RVs or campers, that kind of thing, and are looking for places to stay for longer periods of time. So stuff that maybe wasn't all that important at one point in time um, at a facility is becoming more important now. So we're just trying to, I guess, keep up with the times and um, make adjustments on the fly as we go and keep adding stuff to um, just improve our facility and make it uh, more of a destination to come to. Right. I feel like, I mean, I just flew out. Uh, I'm out here in uh, BC right now for the Arena Cross, Future West Arena Cross stuff coming up. I mean, of course, we can touch on that because Tanner Ward is out here, one of your riders. uh is out here doing the schools and he's going to be racing as well. But, uh, I mean, do you feel like, I mean, you're expanding the facility. I feel like we're going later and later into the season. I mean, it's 25 degrees there back home. It's not that here, but I mean, it's still, we're still getting crazy warm temperatures late, late into the season these days. Yeah, it's been beautiful here lately. I I don't know if it's like that every single year, but, um, this year has been great for, uh, some of the warm temps. However, we've had a lot of rain that's came with that too, which obviously hasn't been too helpful, but, um, Hopefully things dry out here for the next little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, been a busy fall here. And like you mentioned, we have Tanner going to race the Future West Series, which is exciting for us. Um, working on a few different plans for some off-season racing for him as well. Um, I'm not totally sure if the event's to go or not, but we're trying to get him in to race uh, the 250 class at Bercy coming up in November. So mm-hmm. that's something kind of exciting that we're working on. So he might be heading to Europe uh, in a little bit too. Well, that's amazing. I know he's got, like, he raced the AMA Arena Cross, I remember, a couple of years back. I remember seeing him. He's, uh, I mean, he's raced the Monster Energy Cup. He's got tons of the uh, Supercross-style experience. He always went every year to uh, Minio's and raced the uh, Supercross. I mean, he's a kid that, uh, like, I think that's great that we're going to see him get the opportunities like that because, I mean, he's a, he's got the potential. For sure. And I want to make sure that um, he has some opportunities to do that kind of stuff in the off-season as well. I think our team has never really shied away from doing off-season races. You won't see us do too much uh, right before our Canadian series starts, but we've always given the guys an opportunity to do some AMA Nationals and some of those types of races that have popped up in the off-season. And as the guys improve and get better, their opportunities get a little bit better as well, like doing things uh, with Dylan doing these MXGP races, Motocross and Nations, Geneva Supercross, possibly Bercy, all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Now, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to throw this one at you, too. I mean, uh, have you got Tanner signed up for next year? I mean, I know you got uh, Ryder McNabb, the youngster, Tanner Ward, Dylan Wright for this current year, and I know the other two guys are signed, I believe, for next year. But what, uh, you got Tanner locked down yet? Yeah, Ryder and uh, Dylan are still on multi-year deals. Tanner had a multi-year deal as well, but it just uh, it's expiring at the end of the season. But Tim and I are just in the midst right now of uh, getting things sorted out to enter into a new deal. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah, it's gonna like it's gonna be good to throw his name into the mix again. We can talk briefly about that uh, 
the arena cross coming up this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, there's some going to be some fast, uh, fast riders and stuff. But okay, now I know people are here probably to listen to you talk about uh, Dylan Wright's uh, opportunities he's got going to MXGP here. But uh, one last thing, we remember when uh, when we were in Italy, we kind of got talking about uh, we thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of the different things you had to do the bikes just to get them going from racing in Canada to racing in Europe. Uh, can you t- can you touch on that a little bit? I mean, I know you went over there to do a whole bunch of different uh, things to help out the guys at the track, but. Uh, what, uh, what can you touch on there just to say how was it difficult or what uh, things did you have to do for the bikes? Yeah, it actually wasn't too difficult this year. I, I do find that it can be a little bit of a challenge, though. Um, I'd, I'd say the two major changes that um, we have to be ready for is the sound testing, which is fairly challenging to pass through with the exhaust systems that we normally run in North America. Um, and then there's the different type of fuel that we have to run. So between those two things, we're making a bunch of changes because um, it's changing the power characteristics of the bike. Uh, we run a different fuel, so we have to change our mapping. Um, you run a different exhaust, you're changing your mapping. So we're trying to you know, make adjustments, do a little bit of testing ahead of time to make sure that the, the guys are going to be satisfied with that. And the one thing the guys always notice as soon as we do that, the bikes definitely feel underpowered from how they're used to racing them um, back at home here. So that's a little bit of a challenge because they, you know, they, they want the bike to feel exactly how they're used to it, and they're not going to quite get that feeling. Um, so those are two of the major things. But um, I think the tech inspection is a little uh, more rigorous there. Obviously, the bikes have to be weighed in and that type of stuff. Um in the past, I've found with the sound testing portion, it's taken us quite a few tries at times to get through sound testing, even with a different <laughs> exhaust system that we brought over, where this year, for some reason, we seem to make it through on the first try. I don't know <laughs> how or why that is, because I kind of expected that we would fail the first time and have to detune the bike back a little bit more from there, which, uh, fortunately, we didn't have to do. Okay. Hey, now I'm, I'm assuming you must have watched that uh, video of the guys uh, of our trip over there and stuff, but talk about, I mean, I'm not an engine guy, obviously, but Dylan's bike and Tyler's bike, obviously different brands, but man, Dylan's bike got up on that high, high end of power, like in that sound check really quickly and stayed up a lot. It just sounded completely different than Tyler's bike. Can you talk about that? Or is there something that was different there or does Dylan like his bike different than Tyler? Um, I definitely think that uh, Dylan, Tyler would have uh, some big differences in how they like their power on their bikes. I, I think Tyler likes a, a really smooth but powerful bike from from my memories of him riding for me anyways in the past. Um, that'd probably be a little bit of, of course, the bikes are different, so they're going to sound a little bit different. But I find that uh, Dylan's kind of like Colton where he wants like a lot of power really fast. So <laughs> our, our 450s for the last bunch of years anyways, they're pretty hard-hitting and um, – you know, there's a lot of power on tap really quickly because of that. And, um, you know, if the guys aren't satisfied with exactly how it feels, we just make some minor adjustments here and there from, from that starting point. Right, because you know what I'm talking about. If you listen to that uh, sound check, that was quite the uh, quite the difference. Yeah, for sure. It definitely does sound quite a bit different, for sure. <laughs> All right, now... Now, of course, the reason people are here to listen to, other than uh, our other stuff we've talked about, of course, but uh, uh, talking about this uh, opportunity Dylan has, and it's obviously now happening, um, we kind of briefly spoke about it over there, and I think you said there had been some contact even before the donations, or uh, can you maybe talk a bit about that? Yeah, um, 
you know, Dylan, Dylan's definitely had some people asking him in the past before if uh, maybe the opportunity was there for him to do some fill-in riding at some races. And so, some of them actually happened to be on weekends of Canadian rounds this summer when he was already racing. Um, of course, people overseas don't necessarily know what our schedule looks like over here. But it wasn't anything too, too serious. And um, Dylan and I had floated the idea around of doing some off-season races again like we usually do. Um, as, as you already know and talked about, there was the possibility of him uh, doing a fill-in ride at the last uh, round or two of the AMA Nationals. He, uh, he had that crash on Supercross here, and that obviously affected that, which kind of sucks because two years in a row, um, we're going to have him ride at 450 at the final AMA rounds, and two years in a row he got hurt in Supercross here. So that was a little bit tough, and um, every year prior to that, Dylan had done one or two AMA nationals since he's been on the team, so it's a little bit unfortunate we haven't got the opportunity to do that for him since he's been on a 450. Hey, hey, um, Derek. Hey, uh, kind of, I'm going to jump in there because before I forget to ask you this, is there a chance he was going to be on Chase Sexton's 450 at, uh, at the final one? Yeah, we were definitely talking about doing something with that, and uh, kind of unfortunate because it didn't get to happen, and like I said, it's kind of been two years in a row now that we um, missed that opportunity for him uh, from him getting injured. But uh, hopefully that works out uh, some point down the road. Okay. Well, now let's uh, obviously you're I mean, the team owner and Dylan's under contract still for your team, obviously. Uh, now, when we were there in Italy, of course, we had uh, some different teams over hanging out. I got some photos. I wasn't sure if I should put them up or not, but uh, of Dylan chatting to another team owner and stuff like that about uh, possibilities. Um, talk about, you know, kind of the hoops and kind of the things that, you know, you had to check some boxes to make this work. Maybe talk about a little bit about the process of, uh, you know, it's not as simple as, uh, yeah, here, man, hop on this bike and go race the last, uh, MXGPs. Like talk, you know, from certainly from your perspective, what, uh, what was involved there or is involved yeah, still? Sure. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, there was definitely some people talking to Dylan asking what his availability would be for doing some of these races in the fall. And Dylan and I had chatted about it a bunch and, I had some options for him as well. And basically what it came down to was any of the options he had in front of him that uh, wouldn't allow him to run any of his current sponsors at all or gear or anything like that, we basically ruled out right away just because Dylan is in the middle of a contract. We couldn't do that. Um, but that's also because we knew that we had some options where we can um, still run our own sponsors, and that's kind of the method we went with uh, we had a few people from Honda over in Europe chatting with us to see what could be done to help facilitate things for us to be able to support Dylan and do those races. Um, we'd also chat a little bit about um, the injury status of some guys over in Europe as well that ride for HRC. And um, fortunately for them, they'll be coming back riding for these final rounds as well. But that obviously didn't leave a door open for Dylan to be able to do anything there. So what we ended up working out was that uh, GDR would support Dylan to do the races and Honda would help kind of facilitate a spot for us to pit out of and that kind of thing. So that's what we're going with. And there was a couple options because there's a couple Honda teams there. Um, but what they decided to be would be best is that we pit with the 114 Motorsports team, which is the 250 team in Europe. Even though Dylan's on a 450, um, they figured that just kind of be the best home for us uh, while we're over there. And that works out great for us as well because um, that's actually who we pitted with when uh, Dylan raced Geneva Supercross. So we're already familiar with the team, 
the staff there. Uh, Olivia is one of the owners there of the team, so we got uh, you know we got a pretty good handle on how they operate and that kind of thing. So it's kind of nice to um, be over there, but still have some familiar faces that we've been around before in the past. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, all right, now we uh, you're talking a bit too about uh, like mechanic and stuff like that, and uh, and how is that all going to work? Like, it's not uh, he's going to be with the new guy kind of thing, or does he know the mechanic and stuff? Yeah, I mean he doesn't know him well, but um, rather than have one of our guys go over for the full time or people going back and forth, um, they pretty much gave us the option: do we want to bring a guy over there, or? Uh, or do we want to use one of their staff that they already have there? So basically what they've done is um, they're just allowing us to use one of their mechanics for the duration that Dylan's over there. So essentially be working for us under their tent, helping Dylan. Okay. Now what uh, I know he's doing, obviously it's kind of a weird, uh, he's doing the last five rounds, but it's only in like a couple weeks kind of thing, right? Because they're squeezing yeah, in some... Yeah, it's like three and a half weeks. Okay. So what uh, what is Dylan's travel plans? Um, he'll be heading out next Wednesday, um, so he'll be getting, uh, to Italy, I guess Thursday morning it would be, and, uh, from there he'll be getting, getting himself kind of set to meet up with the team and all that kind of stuff and head to the first round, which is only a couple hours from where he flies in, and, uh, it'll be pretty quick, right, because he'll get there on a Thursday, he's racing on the Sunday, then he's racing again on the Wednesday and racing again that following (laughs) Sunday, so the first uh, week or so alone there, he's doing a lot of racing. Now, where's the, the I know the final three are at uh, Mantova, which he just raced at, and obviously he should be able to do quite well at, if, if we get some good conditions. Now, the other Did one, I'm not even going to try. Three? What's that? Did you say final three? Yeah, wasn't it three? No, it's uh, the final two are at Mantova. Oh, okay. I thought they were doing three yeah. there and two at the other place with the P. I'm not oh, even going to try to say the name. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, is that also in the north of uh, Italy? Yeah, they're actually located quite close to each other, so um, kind of nice. It keeps things pretty easily logistically for us, and honestly, that's why I felt like this was a good opportunity for us, because how often do you have the chance to do five rounds that close to each other this late in the season when it doesn't conflict with our schedule at all and that kind of thing? So I just felt that um, it's definitely an opportunity that we had to make the most of and definitely probably going to cost a little bit more than what we initially intended and that kind of thing. But I still think at the end of the day, that's a great opportunity for everyone involved. All right. So once he's over there, he's staying over there. He's not going back and forth. Yeah. At all? Yeah. He won't be coming back and forth. Okay. And how about you? Are you going to get a chance to get over there? Or is Jade going to get over? How's that? Uh, we do? Uh, I'm not too sure. Like we, that's something that I just told Dylan. I'm like, You'll see some of the crew over there, I'm sure, at some point. I just told them we'll play that part by year. We have your regular mechanic that'll be there for you, and whoever comes in from the team um, will sort that out kind of last minute, probably similar to how I went over to MXON, where it was a little bit late of a decision. <laughs> All right. I'll see if, see if I'd have to jump in with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Those are not cheap flights, though. Hey. No, definitely not. Okay, now I did just read. Uh, I think it was uh, was that an English or a Europe some kind of European uh, publication did an interview with uh, Dylan, and uh, we they certainly alluded to the <laughs> the fact that what if he does well and gets some opportunities? What uh, what would what would that look like from your point of view? Um, I just pretty much told everybody we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, 
there's really no other way you can look at doing it. Uh, of course, everybody wants Dylan to go get some great results. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just see what arises from that. Basically, uh, I know one thing that we've talked about. Like, um, there's there's definitely things that we consider making some changes to Dylan's deal if certain opportunities arose. But they're they're very specific on on what those things are. So um, I'm not going to get into all the details no. of that part. But uh, yeah, we've we've had discussions and we just said that we'll uh, we'll play all that stuff by year. Obviously, as it stands right now, he's got a He's under contract to race in Canada here again for 2022, but I can tell you already that you know his schedule will be similar to what we've already been doing with him and allowing him to race international events outside of um, that Canadian series, whether it be in the U.S. or, or elsewhere. We definitely uh, want to stick to that. I think one of the important things that we want to make sure of, though, is that um, we keep him healthy in the Supercross races here because I see how that's, you know, affected some great opportunities for him over these past two seasons that uh, we missed out on because of that. Right, right. And I think what uh, it seems like a conversation that uh, we seem to always have with Canadian teams is that, I mean, obviously the Canadian series is a big deal here in Canada and stuff, but say something came up from, we're talking like uh, the AMA Nationals or Supercross Series or MXGP, every team owner up here kind of seems to say we don't want to hold a rider back. Obviously you have commitments, but it seems like you always, everybody's happy to see someone be able to move on to those top, top tier series, right? Of course. Yeah, for sure. And it's no different with Dylan. And I mean, essentially he's employed by me, but I look at him as a little brother. So obviously I care about, uh, um, his career and all that type of stuff. And that's why I say, you know, um, if some very specific, um, opportunities arise, then we'll look at that situation when it comes up. Right, because it's like, I mean, we don't always have a, a, there are two sides to it, right? I mean, it's really cool to have a super dominant Canadian rider up here and just kill everybody for year after year, but then it's like, we also rarely get someone who could compete on the world stage like we have with Dylan, so it's kind of kind of a catch-22, or uh, is that what that is? <laughs> of course, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, man, well, that's cool. So hopefully you get the chance to get over and maybe catch, uh, catch the last weekend or whatever of racing over there, but... Uh, how about, uh, I mean, anything uh, talking about uh, this week? I mean, let's move on over to Tanner again, coming back over here doing the schools and racing arena cross. We could have some pretty exciting arena cross racing over here. Yeah, like I said, I wanted to make sure he was doing some off-season racing as well. I, I want these guys to keep racing a little bit more, and um, you'll see Ryder doing some stuff at some point here this winter as well. Um, don't have all that quite sort of yet, so we won't get into that today. But, yeah, Tanner's going to do this uh, Future West series, and, like I said, I hope he gets the opportunity to do Bercy here as well. Um, still a little bit up in the air, 100%, whether that event happens or not, so that's what we're waiting mm-hmm. to hear back on. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be doing some off-season stuff with him as well, and it's cool that he gets a chance to uh, do the schools out there, the Future West stuff with New. So I think that's a great opportunity for a bunch of the kids that go out there or that go to those schools. Um, in the last few years, we haven't seen a ton of guys from – Eastern Canada go race that series. So I think that's really great that uh, that he's going to be out there doing that. Right, and I think um, just I, I th- is Courtney Lloyd and Cycle North kind of helping out that program to get him on a bike yeah, and stuff? Courtney, Courtney's stepping up huge for us. Um, I didn't want to have to send a bike out there because we're in the midst of switching out 21s for 22s. So she's supplying a bike for us, which is amazing and helps us have a ton to, uh, you know, just kind of keep our program going as it is 
and uh, I, I really appreciate her doing that for us. Right now, and uh, I'm out here actually because we're going to be doing the, we're going to be broadcasting all of the stuff live again on the Future West Moto Facebook page. So be sure to watch that. We got John Wren. He had a bit of health issues last year, but he's back. The old uh, velvety voice of John Wren. He does such a good job there in the in-house studio. We'll have a uh, we'll put our headphones on him as well, so we'll get to his live uh, broadcast. And then Matt Coleman is going to be on the camera, so we're going to be uh, so anyway. Just wanted to plug that. So for sure, you won't be you won't have to miss any of the action. So I mean, I'm sure you'll be at home watching it and checking it out. So uh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to watching the races for sure. I think uh, it's going to be competitive. Obviously, Piccolo, Gibbs, Benick, and a few of those guys are racing it. Throw Tanner in the mix. I think we're going to have some really awesome Defending races. champ Casey Keys too, I believe, is, should be there as well. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, so, well, okay, Derek, well, I appreciate you taking the time here. I mean, I know we tried to do this <laughs> before, and uh, I got traveling, and then you had your meetings and things, so we kind of uh, kept uh, getting our wire, you know, missing our opportunities, but I'm glad we got a chance to sit down. Anything, anything else? I mean, Gopher Dunes is still going. I mean, it's, man, like I say, it's 25 degrees there today. You're going to go as long as the snow uh, doesn't fly? Yeah, um, hopefully we make it in the late November. I don't know when you're planning to post this, but... Um, today. Ammo had a... Uh, event get canceled for this weekend so i know that we're doing a fill-in date for for that race in a couple weeks which they're going to announce tomorrow and um yeah so we got a couple races left here still my dad does his annual vet and vintage fundraiser which is next saturday and uh yeah a couple more events and hopefully another good six or eight weeks of riding left in the season before we shut down for winter right now that vet race is that on that backtrack again yes all right let's see if we get to uh, greg uh Greg Poisson out there on his Honda. Get him yeah, out there on that truck. It's going to be a fun day. and um, We raise money for the local uh, Lions Club, and uh, they're super helpful with that event, too, to make it all a go. All right. Well, cool, man. I think we uh, covered a bunch of stuff there. So, again, Dylan will be racing the last uh, the last five rounds over there in Italy. So that's the the big news. So if you want to watch it, you got to get the uh, MXGP TV membership there. You sign up for a little subscription to check that out live. So, uh Unless he makes it into the highlight reel, so then you can watch that on the YouTube there. In the, uh... well, let's hope that happens. <laughs> All right, buddy. Do you want to, uh, I mean, obviously we always give everybody an opportunity to thank people if they want to. Would you uh, like to thank anybody while we have you? Yeah, you know what? I, I want to thank the, the guys over at uh, Honda in Europe for helping make that opportunity happen with uh, just giving us a hand to do this because probably if they didn't help us, I don't know if we would have pulled it off. Um, and uh, all of our team sponsors appreciate them and um, just our staff here. Those guys are the ones that really make everything happen here. The guys are just logging away in the shop, building bikes, shipping stuff. We've had boxes going to Europe, going out west. We have parts coming back in. I don't even know how they keep up with things. And same with Carrie, like the amount of stuff she's been doing lately with the team to keep all that stuff in order. I mean, we couldn't do it without all that stuff. So I really appreciate all of them. Nice. Now, hey, I, I saw the name Gordon Crocker thrown around there too. Is he involved in that team, or is that, how is he involved in that? He actually works for HRC Japan. And, okay. Uh, he's the off-road manager in Europe. There um, we go. So that's where his involvement is. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, man. Yeah. Again, thank you very much for taking the time there with us, and uh, good luck. Uh, good luck to Dylan. Good luck. Hopefully, you get over there. I'm I'm out uh, out west for a little while, so I won't be seeing you for a bit, but. Uh, Good luck with everything, and uh, man, yeah, well, uh, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Billy. I appreciate the interview, and uh, enjoy the racing this weekend. All right. See you, man. Bye-bye. Take care.